Nathan, why do you have a fan going in the middle of winter? <laughs> Hold on. I always, I sleep with a fan on. I have a All fan right, on at work. I have like a fan now, in front of me. You sleep with a fan on at work, but you're not at I work s- when you're sleeping. Well, sometimes. <laughs> oh, still don't look very good. Maybe it's me. No, you look better lying on the bed. Or if you could, <laughs> take off your shirt. <laughs> I have, I did yes. hear from a listener, they like your voice, Thor. You give a paternal <laughs> vibe. Yours is as good as this Taco Bell Diet Pepsi I'm drinking. Listen, I don't, I don't think I sound good. And in fact, I know that I sound bad, but I like hearing myself. <laughs> 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 it's fun, okay? I because I can hear when I'm having a good time, and I can hear when I'm not. Gunner Gunner has this. And I can uh, relive those moments. He has he has a fantasy track of it's just him with all of his zingers. Remember when I said this, to Nathan? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. And he's listened to it over and over. No, what he needs to do is he needs to go through the episodes and then add zingers. You know, you know how you always think of the right thing to say, like three hours after, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, I should have said this. He <laughs> I just put it adds in. his voice sure. in. And then I add like, and then I had canned laughter at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can write a poem. Yeah. Quit your, yeah. I love, no, I just think it's fun. I'm saying the yeah, because I'm just like, what the hell? You can just write a poem like that. You know how hard it is for me to write poems? It just comes Nathan, out of you. Like, Nathan has a gift. Okay. Yeah, I know it. I know it. There once was a guy named Chuck. Oh, hold on a second. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Dawn, Thor, and Nathan. We are typically all together in a, one big room, but my wife got COVID. Oh, and I hope so, she heals uh, quickly. She's a fighter. We'll call her that. <laughs> she likes to fight with me. Like, take your medicine. She's like, no, it tastes like garbage. My parents, they make herbs and salves and, and yeah, I was gonna ask and what, stuff like what that. medicine she's taking. Uh, the, my mom has these tinctures. I I love them. So the, the name like, of the tincture like, oh. is anti, anti-plague. No, they had to change the name like, of it. Oh, yeah, did they? they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, like the government made them change the name to Zombie Buster. So they couldn't have anything. They used to have these salves heal it mend it and things like that talking about what it did and uh they had to change uh, that name too because the fda said um, your medicines aren't allowed to do anything they aren't allowed to say anything at solo placebo i'm like well it's a very powerful placebo because it works really well but anyway she doesn't like the taste of some of them and i love giving it to her <laughs> <laughs> you know you know we used to use that anti-plague as salad dressing uh, when we were younger, Nathan and, we, Nathan and I did. That's you shouldn't have stopped. It's very garlicky. It's it yeah, it's a like, lot of garlic in it. Yeah, garlic, tincture. Mm. So, you, Nicole, thank you for agreeing to spend some time with us tonight. Thank you for having me. I got to say, for myself, I've like listened to Cam Church 
15 or 20 times and donated a couple times. And it's actually, I really enjoy your, I really enjoy what you're doing. I think I actually super inspiring. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, it just kind of inspired us to do some of the things that we're doing. So I wanted to thank you for that. Yeah. Let me thank you too. Cause, um, you, insp- by asking me, I was inspired to create like a series of videos. I'll probably do like a couple of cam churches on like how to create a cult. Cause that's something that people like have always asked me, you know? So, um, yeah, nice. I just appreciate the the focus on cults. We thought we were unique. Then Nathan told us, told us about you. He's, he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. no, sorry. We're, we're not the first we're, person. We're all unique. Around. Yeah. No. Here. <laughs> <laughs> So I um, just wanted to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about what uh, Unicult is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Unicult is a collaborative effort dedicated to the promotion of joy. It's a community and a religion. It's also a, going to be several different businesses and an educational model for children. It's it's a big it's a big concept, but currently right now it's uh, mostly just a, a Discord server. <laughs> How long have you been like in has this been in the works for? Yeah, I created Unicult in 2012. I was thinking about some of the concepts before that, but uh, yeah, I created it in 2012. When did you feel like you started to uh, gain traction? Or how uh, do you d- feel like you have? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. Um, like the feelings of failure and hardship really do destroy the rest of your ego. So until you're done with that, you, I think it, it feels that like you're never going to become the cult leader that you want to be, I guess. Um, but yeah, I feel like when MTV did an episode on me for true life, I created my own religion. Uh, that's when I started getting like a lot of followers and a lot of attention. And I started actually tapping into the public consciousness, like the the mass consciousness, which is what I what my goal was has been. So when I've looked at what like the books that you have in the background on some of your some of your interviews and just what you've said, your belief system has, you know, it's seems some new age concepts, some it seems witchcraft concepts, some AI and some and can you kind of tell us a little bit about what you believe? Yeah, I think uh, first and foremost, I'm a really big reader. I really love information. And so I also feel like I have this really powerful um, intuition. And so when I go through all these different books, I feel like I can pull out the aspects of value and aspects of truth in everything, right? In fiction, nonfiction, witchcraft, business books. I was really shocked to find a lot of business books are very similar to witchcraft books with different language. You know, it's it's a lot of the same (laughs) concepts. (laughs) So uh, yeah, I just, I feel like um, I did, I have collected like the vocabulary of how to describe what I'm trying to describe by accessing different schools of thought such as Wiccan and other religions and lots of different ideologies. New Age has been really the closest thing for me to align myself with because that's really what I feel like is happening to this world. I feel like we're going we're entering into a new age. And there's just so many cool practices and tools that people have developed over the years that we can now use to activate our higher selves and our culture into a more expansive and loving place. You mentioned that fiction, uh, that you read a lot of fiction and it inspires you. Is there any particular book or something of fiction that's inspired you more than any other? You know, I really love Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. I feel oh. like Lewis Carroll's an absolutely brilliant genius. And yeah. I really love uh, Murakami, Haruki Murakami. He inspires me in the way that 
like there's this mundanity in life and then there's these really subtle magical things that start happening you know and, and it's like so subtle that it's almost like i don't know how to respond to this and then it becomes like bigger and bigger to the point where it's like okay i can't really ignore that this is happening and i kind of feel like that in my life i also recently read philip k dick's uh Valis, and it it's like about like a satellite that blasts his philip k dick's brain and then he gets like all these downloads and i'm like this is pretty relatable you know i i don't think it's relatable but it was to me <laughs> So do you consider read more than anyone I know? Oh yeah. <laughs> I love to read too. Sorry, Nathan. I had, to, I had to bring that. No, he, my parents could not ground him because grounding him would put him to his room and he would be there anyway, reading all night and all day. <laughs> do you, do you consider Unicult a religion or do you think it ever will be? Yeah, it's officially a religion um, recognized by the federal government. Well, I didn't know you went through those steps. Yeah, you don't. I mean, the thing is, you don't have to. For a long time, we hadn't. Religions are so highly protected that if you're vaguely a religion, you can call yourself a religion. And if you get taken to court by the IRS for not paying taxes or whatever, like, then you have to prove you're a religion. And, you know, that's how the law works. You basically are having to prove things. And then that's how it happens in court. But we did um, end up finally filing our 501c3 status last year just because the accounting was getting a little hairy in my name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wanted to keep it all organized. Well, I was just wondering if you've ever had that that status contested or how you've, uh, what kind of rigor you've put behind uh, keeping it following the guidelines and so forth. When I created it, I looked up the IRS requirements for religion, you know, anticipating this the potential that we would be contested. And so we actually created, actually created Unicult around the guidelines. Uh, a lot of the different aspects were created in order to meet the guidelines of the religion. And then, I mean, we're not gonna be contested by anyone. The only people who are gonna do that is the IRS. And that's only gonna happen if we start making more than like, you know, we're making like $12,000 a year. We're not gonna, the IRS doesn't care about us right now, but put a couple zeros behind that in a couple of years, hopefully. And maybe then we'll get to have our day in court. <laughs> we just hit our $15 mark. We've made yes. Congratulations. <laughs> it takes a while to get rolling. So you are saving up or you, you are saving up for uh, some land someplace as kind of like, do you have some place in mind or was it just a general idea? It's been an idea. And then the cool thing that happened this year was that we found a property that really activated me in the way that was like this looks perfect like it had a church on site it was like a six bedroom house so it had a well water like it it had a huge forest it was really well priced and i was ready to get it um you know just in my own name and then to basically like give it to unicult there was too many buildings on the property and so they had to do a commercial loan and it didn't work out. And then I think somebody else bought it. I keep like fantasizing that someone bought it for me. You know, <laughs> I don't think that happened. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we didn't snag that one, but hopefully we'll find another one. It's just all the, all the properties are just have these like, you know, McMansions on them. We need something with like as many bedrooms as possible. And like we can build on it and like, it's going to be kind of remote so we can like build whatever we want. And it's just a lot of work trying to find and secure property and do all the research and like educate yourself on all the rights and codes and everything. Yeah. Are you doing this 
all on your own or do you have someone that's helping you out with all the stuff that you do? Because it seems like you have quite a bit of stuff that you're doing. Yeah, you would be surprised about how much I am doing. Um, I've had people come in, you know, people I've dated who've come in and just like help me create some of the structure, like really important foundational stuff. And the logo was created by an ex-boyfriend, like my ex, like shout out to my ex-boyfriends because they have like definitely <laughs> helped me out here and there. And we right now we have a really solid team of higher level members who right now they're running like the all of the events on the Discord server. They run prayer circle. They do newsletters. They are organizing calendars like they do a lot also but historically i've i've done an inhuman amount no it looks that way <laughs> thank you yeah, it's like People... <laughs> author <laughs> musician uh i mean just like so many different Cold roles Listen, yeah. there's four of us and we don't do a tenth of what you do sometimes people have like conspiracies about me like being backed by you know a corporation or something and i'm like no i'm just doing a really good job thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right so I have to say this. I don't know if you've listened to any of our podcasts. If you haven't, that's that's fine. I'm actually hope that you haven't because I am horrible when it comes to like spiritual things and I tend to kind of rip them down a little bit. I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little frightened when when I started watching some of your stuff, but after listening to the way that you brought i'm like i don't think that anyone could have said it better to me because like i was found myself like oh okay that makes sense i can understand that i can see that point of view maybe i don't believe it or anything like that but i can i can respect where what you're trying to say and i can see how it fits in i see those pieces coming but where typically um these guys can attest i'm i'm yelling and swearing and saying i can't take this any longer a lot of times I feel like people are fake and I don't feel like you're fake, which you. again, I don't feel that when I, when I'm watching you, I feel like you really believe this stuff. You're really trying to help. And that means yeah. a lot to me. I, I love it when people are trying to help. Thank you. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> well, anyway, I, I come from a... my mind a little bit. So I'm still analytical and still a bastard, but I do have a, I do have more respect for it. And I'm not as harsh now. That's good. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I come from like, you know, athe atheism and nihilism. Like I really did fully believe uh, in nothingness and in logic only. And so Unicult is actually a highly logical religion. Like it's it's really rooted to reach you, like people like you, like skeptics, people who really need maybe and don't even recognize that they need a spiritual belief or a spiritual connection to something higher it's my belief that you know even atheism and nihilism is a spiritual belief it's just does it benefit you and we all have a paradigm about what is going on here and it's good to have a one that benefits us so that's really why it affected you i think but i love to hear that thank you in, in one of your interviews you said that uh, Unicult isn't therapy, it's uh, empowerment. I actually really like that super, it's profound and really simple at the same time. But can you kind of expound on what you what you meant by that? 
yeah i don't want to like you know <laughs> go too too no it's good i don't want to go too hard against like therapy i know therapy helps a lot of people um therapy hasn't personally helped me and that's fine you know uh but my my sadness and everything was really rooted in in logic and i was really logical about it and so it's not like talking about my problems was gonna help me because i had all the logical reasons why they were you know, why I should believe what I believe. People have accused me a lot of preying on mentally ill people and things like that. And like, it's a whole web of, you know, language and, and responsibility and things like that. The things that Unicult teaches have helped me become empowered. And I hope that it does that for other people too. So can you tell us a little bit like about the, uh, the, the fundamental beliefs of, of Unicult? Definitely. We, we believe that we're all one. So that just means that whatever you do that benefits yourself or others benefits everyone if it's truly aligned with benefit and if it's harming someone, then it harms everyone. So we say harm none, including yourself. And another tenant is just that, um, yeah, basically we're all connected, that none can thrive while any other suffers and that we can believe in a hopeful future and we can work together to create it. When people reach out to you, is it draining? And what do you do to maybe recharge if it does drain you to take on, maybe taking on the hurts that other people have? We'll call it that. Usually it doesn't drain me. There are sometimes instances where you give someone what you know they need or what you think they need or whatever you have to give, and it's, it doesn't reach them. It doesn't land and then they come back and you try another way and it doesn't land and they come back. And it's that kind of ceaseless energy. It feels sometimes like maybe they're not grasping it or they're not listening or they're not capable of hearing what you're saying. And those instances definitely do exhaust me a little bit, right? And I have to set my boundaries in those cases. For the most part though, like I created Unicult knowing like with the goal of having a bunch of people's energy coming at me. So I created it as such in like almost like a, I thought about like fan clubs and like how famous people interact with their fans and their followers and, you know, having the cult structure and the levels and the discord server allows for people who really do want to hang out with me and like have conversations with me to have a path of progress to do that um, rather than, you know, I, if someone DMs me and they're like, oh, I want to hang out with you. I'm like, join Unicult. Like you can hang out with me in Unicult because I'm always participating in that community. Uh, people don't like to hear that sometimes. And it's like, this is the, I've created a structure so that I can reach as many people as possible without being exhausted. So for your sermons, how much of it is you just talking and, and this is, I've, I've already come up with this in my mind. I've already done all this, or do you write it down? I have to write it down or else I just stumble over everything. And even the things that I know that I've thought about a bunch, even those things, I find myself feeling like, did I present that the way that I wanted to or the way that, you know, it should have been presented to like reach the person so that they understand it? And I'm always questioning that. So I guess my question, my long question is, how much work do you put in preparing for each of those sermons? That's a great question. And I have learned how to speak very clearly and eloquently off the cuff by doing it 
constantly for 10 years online, just going live and reading comments at the same time as I'm delivering. You know, it's it's definitely a practice skill. You can go on YouTube and look at my earliest videos and I'm not even close to as eloquent as I am today. And I do have notes during Cam Church. I put about five to 10 bullet points down and I make sure to come back to them because a lot of times when I'm delivering my sermons, I'll actually be channeling, which is like connecting to higher energy to um, bring information through. And sometimes I'll go off on a tangent because of that, where I'm like, oh, I, I realize I just like, I'll just get like, oh, I realize I need to talk about all this stuff that I didn't think about. And then I use the bulleted points to come back and sort of keep the structure. Otherwise I might just you know, like you said, go. And afterwards, I, I don't know how it went either. I, I rewatch pretty much every camp church immediately after because I have no idea how it went. <laughs> I have no idea what was said or anything. It's uh, it's kind of weird. How I think happened. the tangents are the best part. Like when you go off and you feel inspired to say something else and you just go there and then you come back. I actually enjoy those. I enjoy that oh, part. You want me to keep doing that? Is that what you're saying, Nathan? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're all talent, all tangents. So so I'm I'm fascinated with the idea of, of channeling. When when you think of channeling, are you are you thinking of like inspiration that's that's typically human or pulling from a higher power ideas that are separate from yourself? They're definitely encoded into my soul because I think that where I channel from is is from the same place that my soul is from. Like I identify as a star seed, so I, I don't identify as like having past lives on Earth. Really, I identify more as an alien, as having past lives as an alien mostly. And so when I'm connecting with this energy, it's really I'm connecting with my higher self. I'm also connecting with my star family. I'm also connecting with the um, the galactic consciousness or the earth consciousness. I teach a class on telepathy where we talk about distinguishing between the different energy fields and being able to tune into and bring in. So when I'm doing my sermons, I'm usually channeling from like my soul family and my soul, like my higher self. But I can like there's a lot of different places where I channel from, generally speaking. My background, um, I, I came from a, a cult. I spent a number of years in um, a, a Mormon uh, fundamentalist uh, group, and, and the leader spoke uh, a lot off the cuff, and he was very, I, I guess, inspiring. It's it's hard for me to separate the the things that were inspiring from the things that were that were toxic about him. I mean, there were definitely separate times, there were definitely se separate occasions, but on the whole, he was just a monster. But he was able to pull from a, from some kind of higher source that I can't, I can't really get my mind wrapped around. It's one of the things that made it difficult to leave. I, I guess where I'm going is like, when, when somebody's been wrapped up in, in something like that, what can you do to heal from that and, and to find, uh, find trust again in, in that higher source to find fulfillment in, in, in true inspiration from, from, from a higher source or from a, from God or whatever? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I mean, I think the answer isn't maybe the one that anyone wants to hear, but I think the path is through making sure that you're safe, you know, getting your distance, setting your boundaries, but then the path of forgiveness and doing that forgiveness uh, as it comes. But in order to free yourself from the resentment 
of the negative experience, you know, and again, your safety first and foremost is the most important thing. So making sure that that's set in place. I'm not saying just forgive someone and then continue experiencing abuse. Um, but I mean, I've had situations where I have experienced really traumatic occurrences with people I love. And then you walk away and you're like, are they a good person? Are they a bad person? And you go into this like back and forth of this duality that is really just soul crushing and confusing, right? And I was able to eventually forgive that person through about 10 years of just praying and, you know, working on myself and figuring out how to be safe from situations like that in the future. And through that forgiveness, I really do feel like freed. And then, you know, to use words from, I don't even know where these words are from, but they're not mine, but like to see every person as a child of God, you know, to see the highest good in everyone and just see that people are just like so hurt here that they act in these ways that are truly horrific. That's going to be the ticket to like feeling the best and like probably having the best life. Do they deserve that from you? Not necessarily. You never need to tell them. If you get to that point, you don't need to have them in your life. But ultimately, that's, I think, the the way to feel the best. I think we awesome. have a new section, guys. Thank you. Well, you're going to come on. You're going to do a new <laughs> section every week. Happy to. And <laughs> Forgive your cult leader. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that as long as I, I don't have to tell him because he'd be like, yeah, well, welcome back to my fold, you know. <laughs> right, and probably like or whatever. Who knows, right? Yeah, yeah. it's not, um, it's not for them. Yeah. The forgiveness. It's really not. It's, mm -hmm. it's really for yourself. My, my brother, one of my brothers, one of my many brothers, always says that he's like, forgiveness is so selfish. <laughs> <laughs> it is yes you're right it is but it makes you feel better so he doesn't want to forgive because it's selfish and he doesn't want to be selfish oh that's that's a different so, way to look at it um, <laughs> one of your one of your beliefs is that uh what you believe you create in your life how do you go about that and how what are there is there a limit to what you can create there's not a limit but the you have to contend with physical reality, social reality, and pre-established beliefs. So you're going up against your own like pre-programming unconscious beliefs that you have rooted in yourself. Like let's say for instance you wanted to like be able to fly, right? I believe that that's possible. If you believed it fully and also had other people believing you. Like if you had the whole world being like, we believe you can fly, we believe it. Like we've, we just know that you can fly, you know? And there, there were scientists saying, yes, it looks like your DNA is activated in a way that will let you fly. You know, you have to go through all the different thoughts in your head and all the different belief systems and all the people you trust and all the institutions you trust and like figure out a way to get the belief into those places. And then I believe you could fly. But we have to contend with these other aspects of reality and uh, we are living in like a co-creation reality. As far as like creating a better world or a better life for yourself, it really does start just with your, within your own consciousness and it radiates out. So in Unicult, we believe in the microcosm and the macrocosm. The smallest is the largest. And so the place where you have the most power is in your own consciousness. No one else has that domain. That's your domain. But 
in your own consciousness contains the whole world. So as you change your conception inside your own mind, it actually does have an instant quantum simultaneous effect on the external reality. I did have a question uh, a lot earlier. We went off in other ways, but you were talking about uh, leaders and other people that you kind of uh, drawn from. Uh, what are some of them? Uh, are they religious leaders? Are they pop stars that you said, I want to emulate, I want to be more like this guy or girl, whatever. Who, who, who is your, your idol, I should say? Yeah, I don't have one. I, I used to look up to Elon Musk a lot, <laughs> okay. which um, is funny, but I see, you know, at least the public presentation of him as kind of something that's similar to what I'm trying to do, like multi-genre business slash consciousness upgrades. You know, he's really theoretically and in, in, like I said, in the public eye, trying to move us toward a different kind of reality. This was more true a couple of years ago, I feel like, you know, like the electric cars are a really big step in the right direction. But I feel like I'm kind of on my own. Like, I really do feel like I haven't ever seen anybody doing what I want to do. And that's kind of lonely because I don't really have any mentors or anybody who I can really look up to. But I am in conversation. Like my work is in conversation with all of pop culture. I love pop stars. I love Lana Del Rey. I love Grimes. I love all of the people who are spiritual leaders. I've been actually watching a lot more stuff about like Kim Kardashian lately. Like I can't stand that show. I could never watch a single minute of it. But there's this TikToker who talks about the philosophical implications of the Kardashian business model and like the effect on culture and that I'm I'm loving, you know, like the aesthetics mm -hmm. and the the visual using the body as as a vehicle for commodification, things like that. It's just like really interesting to me. So um, I obviously use my my physical appearance. I use my uh, I shapeshift into like different archetypes in order to get different messages across. I use different editing techniques. I, I, Tim and Eric, I don't know if you guys have seen them, but like they edit a lot of public access footage sort of vibes. I feel just really inspired by the culture that I was raised in and, and I'm in communication with it. Is there an anti unical or an evil, an evilness out there mm. that you're fighting against? Yeah, not, yeah. not, not intentionally. Okay. <laughs> we, one of the, this is an interesting concept, right? The, the idea of us versus them is the root of most cults. That's the, mm -hmm. the one factor mm -hmm. that most cults have. Us versus them keeps a community close. It gives a common goal. It gives a common enemy and it gives a fear of the outside. It's, it's a very effective tactic for creating a community. But unfortunately, it's very low vibrational and it's not actually helpful to anyone. So we don't use it in Unicult. We say we're all one instead of having us versus them. And so we do everything we can to try to understand everyone's perspective and hold space for them. We do have uh, certain people who want to make my life miserable <laughs> and that's like their goal. And like, I don't even want to talk about it because like if they ever hear this, it'll just like fire them up again. And it's just like, you know, <laughs> it's just so exhausting. But I, I pray that one day that will end because I just want to be friends with everyone. I hate to say it, but I don't think it ever will, because <laughs> the more that you're in the light, the more that people see you, whatever the message might be, there's going to be someone that hates it. I'm sometimes a hater, actually. 
like the new Will of Time series came out, guys. And I've been I was like, I scared Nathan yes the other day. And he, he, he's like, I could see it in his face that he's like, are you, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not yelling at you. But no, I, I have a really passion. strong opinion. I have a huge opinion. This is our bishop's corner um, where someone writes in. Someone writes in a story and asks for forgiveness, and we tell them what they have to do. Oh, I <laughs> love a that. A totally real person writes in oh. every time. Listen, yeah. Had, okay. yeah. Sometimes they're very real. There we go. So this one is, Dear Bishop Gunner, I have been troubled for a long time about something, and I really need to get it off my chest. When I was in college, I was dating a boy, and things were getting pretty serious on his end. I felt suffocated and could not bring myself to break up with him. I ended up talking to a guy in my History 101 class, and he thought it would be a good idea to make out with him when my boyfriend walked, walked by from one of his classes. I felt so trapped, and at the moment, it seemed like the only good idea we ended up making out when my boyfriend saw me. He turned around and never talked to me again. I feel like such trash for going about it that way. It was 10 years ago, but I still feel horrible. What can I do to make myself feel better? Yours, Tiffany. Okay. <laughs> oh, no one. No one's smiling. Have you guys haven't been in that situation? Okay. Well, never that's mind. a really sad story, Gunner. Okay. <laughs> Is that a sad story? Do I? <laughs> that, that's that that breaks my heart. Oh, oh like, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> I so mean, what, I, so the the thing I actually on this one, I think the guy that was the guy that was making out with her, I think he was the worst one because she was looking for someone to listen and to give her a good way out, and maybe it got out, but. She, but he was she taking advantage of the situation. And I don't like people that take advantage of the situation. I think she should just forgive herself. Oh, you the past. Yeah. You know what she needs to get? This, this is. She needs to get a nice cold blanket, and she needs to snuggle up next to it <laughs> for herself. She needs to buy herself the nice cold blanket. Normally, we have them buy it for someone else, but she needs to buy it for herself this time. And know that she deserves that, and she can snuggle up next to it, and know that she's an okay, she's okay. I don't know, Nicole. Any anything that you think she should? I think I think Nathan's right. Um, sounds like it was in the past, and she probably uh, wouldn't do that again. She learned from it, and I'm sure that guy was fine. Every time Nathan gives advice, I get upset because it's always better than the advice I give. Mine's always get a blanket for someone. <laughs> Nathan's like, well, let's let's talk about their feelings. I'm like, no. If you feel you that bad, then no. <laughs> you can give me a blanket as an apology. Yeah, that was a little too too rough. That story. We'll have it a hit one. too close to home there, Gunner. Did it hit too I close to have home? some. <laughs> no, it didn't. But I, it, it's it's one of those situations where you're like. Oh, that just kind of hurts you inside. It's like, oh, that's so bad. It's just, yeah, not yeah. good on any level. If, if, if she ever had an opportunity to just apologize a little bit, 
she'd be able to forgive herself a lot easier if she could just maybe have a any kind of conversation and say i'm sorry you know we've noticed that that music seems to be a strong part of of unicult what what is your feeling about about the the impact of music on on people and and your part in in delivering it yeah music is so important i've heard uh in urantia there's the cult that's a little bit further south of la and they uh believe in ufos and things like that i guess they're not a cult they're like an educational center but um they have a book that says that we should be singing all the time that language is like a removal from the spoken word is like a removal from our true power of communicating truthfully and honestly which is through song i really think that's an interesting thought but also like i said i'm obsessed with pop culture and the songs on the radio which i have never pushed play on i know all the words how how many songs do you know all the words to that you never intentionally even listened to the song on purpose so from that point i realized this is a great way to get people's uh, consciousness to get my ideas into people's bodies into their repetitive habits and into their minds without even them having to pay attention so that's really why i started making music but like i used to have a lot of pain making it like it was just so hard and now it's it's gotten a little bit more creative like i feel more free uh, i feel like i know enough now to to play with it more i'm working on a new album it's it's really exciting the like the best produced album so far it'll be it'll be the most pop centric i appreciate that thank you to lead up to the good, the bad, and the culty, which we do. So we have to talk about the good and we have to talk about the bad. But I'm but I'm trying to find something bad. So you need to tell us something that you feel like you could have done better or could be could have could be better in your cult. We used to let anybody ascend the levels and become a highly influential person. It turns out <laughs> that the people, a lot of people who desire to ascend levels don't always have the best intentions at heart. A lot of times there's a lot of ego wrapped up in that. And so we learned that and we now have a lot more awareness around that. And we are very careful at who we let into positions of the highest leadership. And we have to make sure that they really understand the principles of Unicult. And we ask them to analyze their ego relationship with power, which we all have. Um, but we just would rather have somebody who has thought about it and who's accountable and knows what they're working on and who is living by the principles so that is a place where we could have gone we did kind of go we got a little things got a little hairy but it wasn't that dramatic and then i'm sure you know once we have property there's gonna be there's always drama when there's property so stay tuned <laughs> we'll, we'll do our best but <laughs> you need to you need to vet everybody coming in really well <laughs> yeah and we i wanted to be pretty open but I don't know if you saw the documentary about the garden, the TikTok cult that blew up and they're in, I think, uh, Louisiana, but 
they had a situation where, you know, it's a farm and then a cat was eating some chickens and then they, they, some people voted and they killed the cat and then they didn't want to waste the meat. So they ate the cat and then people are running around being like, they ate a cat, they're a cult and they ate a cat. Yeah. So it's like even, you know, maybe that series of events isn't so dramatic or weird, but the simple sentence, they ate a cat is enough to make people, you know, turn away. <laughs> That's awesome. No eating cats. Got it. No. <laughs> yeah, no. We're, we're, harm none. <laughs> I had one question that that just occurred to me. Um, a few years ago, you you did a Kickstarter for a robot brothel where you where it required the people to get consent from the robots. Tell me, did that go anywhere? Is that still a thing? Tell tell us about that movement. I. I still think there's a lot of potential there. I think I'm maybe just a little early. Totally. You know, it's like the yeah, technology right. is still very expensive and pretty rudimentary. I was pretty bummed that it didn't get more traction. Like I got news articles published in every language. I got major news outlets covering this story, but I didn't get hardly any donations. And I think it's because it was, we're not ready. It's a very voyeuristic thing. And it'd be cool if I just like had a million gajillion dollars and I could just start businesses for the heck of it and see what happens, you know, but this is not the world that I live in. And you know what happened right after that campaign was not successful is the pandemic. And I'm really glad I didn't have a robot brothel in the middle that I just opened in the middle of a pandemic. So I am really grateful that that did not work out the way that I was trying and hoping. But eventually, yeah, I mean, I would love I would love to see that. I wrote a book called A Spiritual Approach to Emergent Technology that I put just published recently. And it's all about our relationship to technology and how it's like pretty toxic because of the corporations that run everything. And the company that I was working with, Real Doll, they actually had a very small operation and it wasn't like a corporate endeavor. And it I really trusted the company to do what was right as far as like programming sex robots and keeping people's data safe. The reason why I'm interested in sex robots is because when we're talking about brainwashing and mind control, I think it's the number one technology that can change a person's consciousness. You know, if you if you've got a sex robot and you're like about to like kiss them and then they're like, you know what I would really love if you bought me a handbag from this store, you know, or whatever, <laughs> and like that you could put ads in there and totally mind control people, you knowing exactly, you know, these are intimate experiences and to have ads or, you know, any kind of corrupt energy in that space is like really, could be really detrimental. So it's, it's definitely a passion and I'm curious to see where the technology goes and I'm curious to see my role in it because I, at, at the very least, I did get people thinking which I always I, appreciate. <laughs> I was telling everyone before before you came on a little bit about that. I'm like, she is 10 years, 20 years ahead of her, ahead of what's going on right now, but it was next level. Actually, it's pretty genius the way that they did it, or you know, maybe questionably genius, but it's gamified. So like you, the longer you talk, you, you basically have the personality on your phone, like on an app. And the longer you talk to her, the more points you get and the closer your relationship becomes. And then, you know, the goal was with the, with the brothel is like, you have to show that you got a certain level to a certain level with the robot in order to do the deed with them. 
It's good first base. I hear Thor laughing, but <laughs> Thor is laughing. I love it. That is a great idea. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, really I was reading. I was reading Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, and I, and then they like mentioned a robot brothel, like it, like just barely, like or like vaguely alluded to one, and I was like, oh! <laughs> I was like, it's gonna happen. <laughs> is is there anything before we jump into the good, the bad, and the culty? Is there anything that you want to say that we haven't covered that you feel like you want to get out? Just join Unicult, you know, um, spend some time researching it. There's so many amazing people in the community. You would be surprised. It's, it's not just one demographic. We have people from so many different backgrounds and so many different ideas even. And it's really inspiring and really exciting. And, and I, want, I want everyone to be part of it because when we all put our, our energy together, we actually can change the world so much easier. What are your thoughts about dual membership? I mean... I, I like what you're saying, but I I already pledged my devotion to Ronaldo DiCaprio, the leader of our cult. So <laughs> how can I how can I how can a man serve two masters? I'm <laughs> it's absolutely um Unicult doesn't contradict any religion as far as we know. It doesn't prohibit the practicing of any any religion. We have people who are Christian, we have people who are, you know, practicing like we said, witchcraft. There's people who believe in the flying spaghetti monster. There's atheists. There's all kinds of different people in Unicult. And, and I, you know, I consider myself to be a member of several cults, as well as leading my own cult. I, I really think that it's exciting and fun to learn about systems of thought and yeah, align yourself to whoever you want. I think we need to send you a cult membership as a thank you for uh, interviewing with us. I appreciate it. We appreciate that. Yeah, I would love to be in your cult. The good, the bad, and the culty. And now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they went wrong. So... Uh, what aspect of Unicult should we and pull into our own cult to make Nathan, it better? Nathan, you're what? jumping ahead. We have to say what we liked best about the cult. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Do I the good, the bad, off? and the culty. The good, the bad, and the culty. Do I have? The, am I starting this off? Yeah, you you mentioned yeah, it, you but now you have to. Okay, I'll mention it. I feel transparency. I don't feel like there's some hidden agenda where you're trying to get me or something like that. You know, at the end of it, I'm like on my knees and I can't do anything without your say so. So that's what I, I like best. I like the logical aspect of it. Like everything makes sense, right? It sounds like you've really thought things through and and uh, did what we're kind of kind of joking about doing and just really pulled on things that that were were good i feel like i'm on shark tank or something like our our judgment doesn't mean anything so. <laughs> i appreciate it i love how i love how inclusive it feels in all the episodes i've listened to and every it's uh you invite everyone to it and it feels like Anyone could become a member and feel and feel welcome with it, with whatever belief system they have. Uh, I thought that was really amazing. I really like your personality. You sell it well. You do. You sell it well. 
and uh, as Nathan was, every the inclusive, inclusive, and whatever you know the word I'm trying to say. <laughs> Thank you, Gunner. <laughs> it is really nice. So uh, let's get on to the bad. I do have one bad thing, and that oh. is you. It takes way too much of your time. Oh my heck. <laughs> way too much of your time it's like I, i'm glad you enjoy it because if you didn't if it was like a job it'd be like oh boy <laughs> i'm pretty so. sure it takes the cult leader in most cults plenty of time um usually the bad we we focus on uh the bad for the members but yeah we're we're really connecting to the leader here <laughs> yeah you must be putting a lot of effort into this you know, I think about L. Ron Hubbard when he created Scientology and like you couldn't catch that guy like not slamming around on a typewriter. Like he was just churning it out constantly, like on the boat, like wherever he was, he was just like pumping it out. And it's like, I feel like I could never do as much as he does, but <laughs> hopefully I do it better. <laughs> well, I, yeah, we already talked about them, but I don't think that you'll have a hard time doing it better. <laughs> Um, sorry, guys. I, I know we just did the, the bad. Uh, I'm going back to the good again. One more thing that, I, that actually resonated was, I mean, along with the, the realism was um, when you're sharing what you've gone through and things like that. A lot of times when I hear people, they'll share that. They'll, But it feels forced. It feels like written. feels like it's something where they they uh, like rehearsed. Rehearsed things, Nathan. That's what I was looking for. Rehearsed. It didn't feel that way. Maybe you were planning on on sharing that, but it didn't feel like it was for. It didn't feel like you were. Yeah, the transparency. It felt real. There we go. That's what I like. I like. I like realness. Well, it can be hard to tell the same story many times, right? And a lot of cult leaders have a story that they tell many times, and. Uh, I think for me, I just try to connect with who I'm talking to and tell the story authentically, but in a way that is appropriate for the for the moment, you know, and I think that that has given me, I mean, I'm sure you could compare certain things that I've said and, and hear very similar things. But I think what you're really saying is just at the root of it, what do I really want out of everyone is to be happy, because I truly believe that that's going to make my life better because i truly believe that selfishly if you're a happy fulfilled person you're not gonna do harm and if you're not doing harm then the world's gonna be better and then i get to benefit from that so i i really love unicult like i just think it's so solid and um yeah thank you okay the bad crystals guys i have to say it crystals okay. <laughs> oh come on I mean, I can change your, I can if you haven't noticed, I've got, I've got crystals right okay, here. They're so, awesome. Well, crystals power all of our technology. So, you know, just start there. Will you stop it. Stop bringing logic into this. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> all right. No, you win. You're muted, Don. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, I, agreeing with you, we, we, wouldn't we wouldn't have computers if we didn't have quartz. You, you stop it too, Don. I'm trying to make a point here, and you guys are making me making it hard for me. And lasers. And lasers. <laughs> All right. Lasers. You guys win. Right. Ruby. Crystals are good. Then yeah. crystals are good. Tough. Well, I have to take that one back out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
building a cult. And now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. I wanted to make bring a unicorn on, but not just any unicorn. Oh. Make it a goat unicorn. A goat unicorn. A goat unicorn. Yes, Thor. We could take baby goat and we could make we could like <laughs> give her a horn, uh, one on the top of her head. Yes. No. 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 Uh, Thor doesn't like this one. Okay. No. We've already had enough goats in our cult. Yeah. So, what's yeah. your suggestion? What? No, what wait. Well, I've got, I've got, I've got a suggestion. What about, oh, what about yeah. like music? I think music is good. I've even got a jingle for our cult. You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. So th this is the nice cult jingle. It could be a hymn. I don't know. Okay. So here it is. <clears throat> our cult is good. Ronaldo is strong, and he tells you where you belong. Stay in the path, and take a bath. So you're clean when you join the nice cult. You know, it could be a hymn if you like repeat it 10 more times. What do you think? <laughs> it was, it's very catchy. <laughs> That's good. All right, Unicole, do you have any suggestions for us? Yes, I like the idea of a goat unicorn. I also want goat unicorns. Um, I also love the idea of music, but it's pretty broad. Uh, I would say, if I could get you all to take on one concept or one thing, it would be all one. If you could just treat or at least see everyone as part of you, as part of the same whole, and see that when you harm anyone, you're actually harming yourself. And when you help other people, you're actually helping yourself. That would be, that would be the thing that I want you to believe and take on and spread. That's better than any of our ideas. I know. Right there. I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we're, we're we're touting ourselves as the nice cult, and you just totally outdid us all. All. You know, when we're when we talk about different cults, I mean, most of most of the ones we do cover are bad, but there's been a couple that we think are nice cults as well. And and at the end of our show, we say, if you're going to join our cult, join the nice cult. I think your no, your cults a nice cult. Oh, I don't. It's not a competition, yeah. but I'm no, glad. No, no, it is as well. It is as We're well. We're bowing down. We'll bow down on this one. <laughs> not being the nicest cult. You're the nice I'm cult. Sad. I'm super sad now. I'm I'm actually upset, guys. How can we have I, someone? I didn't take. I didn't want to take no? the title. No. <laughs> you, you already did. We're gonna start just having people join your cult instead of ours. No, I, I think I think we can we can um, make room for there there there's more room for nice cults in this world than just one. I think we can. Oh. definitely, and we we're always all getting nicer. Wrong. You know, I used to be mean, <laughs> so I used to be really mean because I was in a lot of pain. You know, so I'd get triggered, and um, mostly my dis my relationships are have been pretty disordered so i've been in relationships and had a lot of arguments and physical fights out on the lawn and such physical things fights. yeah there's been there's been some pretty intense moments for me and my exes <laughs> let's just say um it's not cool that it happened right but it's cool because it gives me a lot of empathy right if i was just like born and i was like never mean to anybody and i never did anything wrong how would i ever love people who have like i have to learn how to love myself despite having been 
somewhat of a terror on the people I love because I was just like in so much pain. And I, re I didn't ever mean to be mean. I never wanted that. I never wanted to hurt anyone. I'm a sweetheart. But in my extreme emotions and, you know, my dysregulation from trauma or whatever, um, that did happen in my past. And so coming out of that because I just want to be a good person. I just want to be nice and really dedicating myself to figuring out how not to lash out has given me so much empathy and information about every person. Like that's why I, it's so easy for me to like believe all one because when I see bad behavior, at least on some level, I can relate to it. And I know that there's hope for everyone because there's hope for me. Stop making us like you more. Am I including <laughs> this? So where can people go to find out more about Unicult? Oh, you can just Google it. We had some, some uh, what do you call it when people publish very sensational articles about you? We had that it's happening. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like not completely a lie, but it's not completely true. And the way that it was written was very sensational, you know. And so, like, you might find that, and that's fine. Just like read it, you know. The thing is, like, people just look at the heading, and then they don't actually look at the quotes, and so it looks very different than it is. But yeah, you can just Google it, and like, um, we have. I'm on every social media. I'm pretty prevalent on TikTok right now, and. YouTube, we have a Unicult YouTube and a um, and my, my my personal YouTube. I'm on Instagram, I'm trying to get off of all Facebook products. I don't trust them with anything, but yeah, I'm all over the internet, really. All right, well, thank you. For that. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. See ya. Bye bye. See you later. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then. If you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult. Did I, did I tell you guys the story about my friend while I was on the mission? So, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, LDS or Mormons, but typically when they're 19, 20 or something, go on missions. Where we go out for two years and we proselyte and spread the word. So I was on one of these and um, we don't have really communication with family or friends or anything. We kind of just leave that maybe on the weekend we'd shoot an email or send a letter or something back just to see how things are going. But I got this awesome letter from one of my friends and I open it up and I start reading it. And he's like, I don't, I feel really bad telling you this now, but while you were, while you were here a few months ago, um, I cheated on you with your, I cheated on your girlfriend with you. With, no, not with me. How did he put it? No. I made out with your girlfriend <laughs> while you guys were dating. <laughs> and I just started laughing when I got it. I was like, this is so awesome. <laughs> like, it's awesome that he sent that to me because I broke up with her because she was cheating, cheating on me with other people. But it's just it's just so funny that it was like it tore him, tore him apart.
that he was, he'd spent all this time in agony for kissing her, you know, and, and finally told me. And I was like, that's all right. He, sounds like yeah. a good person. I like that he waited till you were four states away to say something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, she can't come back for a couple of years. And by the time he comes back. <laughs> no, it was well, good. Thank you for your time, Unicole. Thank yeah, you so much for having so me. Much. Yeah, it was a real pleasure to have you on. Great, great time. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. All and right. uh, if you're if you're gonna join a cult, guys, join the join Unicult. the nice cult. You're not the Unicult night, which is a nice <laughs> cult. So join a nice cult. Join a nice cult. There we go. Join yeah, the yeah, nice cult of your choosing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you join them both. Join all of them. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask about your tattoos. Do they all have a meaning? Are they? Are they, some of them do? Other times, you know, they don't. They all have meaning. They all had a meaning when I got them, and then I grew as a person, and now they all have different meanings. Do you do you regret any of them? No. I mean, sometimes I regret all of them, and I'm kind of like, wow, what if I had just blank skin, you know? But <laughs> I like having rainbow skin. I've always been afraid to get a, a tattoo because the whenever I thought about getting one, I like, oh, yeah, this is a fantastic idea. And then a month later, I'm like, Ooh, I don't like that anymore. I'm just I'm too fickle, if that's the right word. And so that's the right like, word. And so I, I'm just like, nah, maybe not. And then I tried to convince people at work. I said, hey, if you guys all like do awesome on this job and like get 100 percent like, you know, question QA, like everybody tells them they did perfect for a month. I'm going to get a goat tattoo on my arm or get a goat tattoo on me. And I was like, I got super excited about it. That's the only tattoo I've ever got really excited about. And they didn't do it. And so I can't get the tattoo now. I'm so upset. I think my well, wife. There are other places that will give you a goat tattoo, Gunner. Maybe, no, no. maybe you just, were just waiting because what you really need is a goat unicorn tattoo. A goat unicorn tattoo. There you <laughs> go. All right. If I get one, if I get one, you'll see it. I'll make sure okay. you see that. I got a Thank you. We'll see if I can. Sure I don't know. I'm not sure that's a promise you wanna you wanna be like anticipating. I'm not saying that I'm <laughs> going to do it, but it's in the mix. Okay. <laughs>